This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scouts. Today it's all about Sky Sports Fantasy Football and there is £50,000 up for grabs for the winner. Will one of us win it? Uh, once again, Luke can. I'm not sure I can. Uh, my name is Joe and joining me ahead of uh, the closure of the overhaul. I was going to say the impending overhaul. We're now in the overhaul. So we're now picking our overhaul sides. Um, also, we have a small match of game week 23 and the captaincy to have a look at as well. Luke, how are you? Yeah, not bad, Joe. Um, we've made it. We've made it to the overhaul. Um, couldn't come fast enough for me, I'll be honest. Um, yeah, just uh, straight away, obviously, as soon as the Leeds game's finished, it it tipped over on the site. So yeah. um started tinkering straight away. I don't know about you, but I had that thing of like, I don't know if I want to make any swaps in case it hasn't registered on the site. And I yeah. use my, my small bank of swaps straight away. So I, I made a team in, with with my B team, just in case. Yeah, I love that. See, I did exactly the same. There you go, you know. I bet many a Sky Manager yeah. has done exactly the same, yeah. Uh, definitely, but it's been quite quite fun, didn't it? I, I woke up to do that um, this morning. So I, I, I woke up after... after I thought it was going to be a bad game week, and then um, Dallas to the rescue as my captain on last night. So that was uh, an example of where a single match day and investing in that can pay off. Um, mm. Also, Bamford, Rafina, Rafina was man of the match. So it, mm. pretty much as long as you had a good Leeds player, you you were doing well if they were your captain. Um, before we have a look, at, we're not going to show our overhaul sides, but what we're going to show is two sides we've hastily come up with which we're going to use to sort of frame uh, the discussion and the players that we're thinking of. Um, so mm-hmm. I'll put those pictures up in a sec. But firstly, I just want to look at some of the uh, the latest Tier 2 Man of the Match stars as well. These are the ones from, from the previous game week. Um, Man of the Match is Kane back, annoyingly, <laughs> for non-owners. Yeah. Um, back, brilliant, scored, brilliant, Man of the Match. Uh, Werner, one to perhaps consider... Mm. Um, it was man of the match. Watkins, you know, you a player you got in. I went. Oh, I, it's been unbelievable. Yeah. I, I mean, you weeks ago regretted taking Grealish out and wondered what mm. you were going to do with Villa, 
And I was sitting there with my Grealish thinking I'm just going to have him. But I, if I'd have had Watkins, I'd have done much, much better. So um, I think he's outscored uh, Grealish by about 20 points in yeah, that period. I'm down 20 points mm. by doing what is actually sensible in Sky, is not using transfers when you don't necessarily need to. Um, mm. And transferring out, you know, moving Grealish out was a transfer I didn't need to make. Um, but if yeah. I had, 20 points up. Um, exactly. Passing tier two, um, Aspilicueta, Rudiger, so the Chelsea lads um, there, Romeo and Ward Prowse for Southampton. Now that could be uh, quite key to our overhaul sides. Um, lots of Chelsea basically, Evans as well at Leicester. But um, just underlying that if you can nail who's starting at Chelsea, they're in for some tears. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean that in terms of points rather than crying. Um, tackles tier two, um, Target. Alexander-Arnold ticking along nicely. Could be an alternative to Salah. Um, Willock and Holding. Now, I mentioned Willock as well because Willock's one of those players that's moved. Um, there was a number of players like Jesse Lingard, for example, who've moved teams and could mm. prosper. They're not going to be as tired. Um, they're going to be keen to impress. You know, they've been sitting on the bench from their wherever wherever teams they've come from. So just mention Willock there um, as a player to consider a differential. Um Sanchez at Brighton saves tier two. Sanchez is going to be important post overhaul, I think, as we shall mm-hmm. find out. Shots tier two. Son, uh, who I did have and captain, so I'm not going to grumble there with with Son captaincy. Uh, Madison and once again Watkins. So Watkins is getting the shots, he's getting the goals, getting you points, um, doing well. Um, yeah, out of all of those, I think some of those names are going to be mentioned. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put. A couple of pictures up and they can put them on the same screen here rather than differentiate them so these are some drafts we came up with um the one on the left is the one that luke uh, came up with and uh, the one on the right is the one that i've come up with um, um so i'm just going to for the benefit of those listening on the podcast um both of these teams have sanchez in goal for brighton um luke's team has silver diaz and Kabak, the new Liverpool defender. He also has Ward-Prowse, De Bruyne, Fernandez, Rafina in a 3-4-3 with Kane, Calvert-Lewin and Watkins. Why get rid of Watkins um, up front? Uh, at, at the back, I, uh, I've got Sanchez, uh, Vestergaard. And I thought, why am I not having Vestergaard? He was amazing. And I checked mm. and I think he only blanked in four fixtures that he played. Uh, he got wow. points in virtually every fixture, either tiers, goals, or mm. clean sheets. I've gone for. I'm sticking with a double city defence. Everyone's going to have Diaz, but are they going to all have double city defence? I put Cancelo in just for for now. Gundogan, mm. why not? He's doing what De Bruyne did last season. He's arriving late in the box and he's scoring. Uh, Jorginho um, on penalties seems to be pretty much the only um, attacker or midfielder nailed in in Tuchel's side. Uh, Fernandez. Um, is yeah the same as your one Rafina. Uh, yeah, I've gone for Rafina as well because I don't think I can fit Bamford in. I've got Kane Calvert-Lewin as you have, I've got Salah instead of Watkins, but I'm not sure I want Salah. Um, but yeah, well, I think what we'll do is we'll go goalkeepers first, then we'll just sort of go through the positions and see where we are. Um, with that, both got Sanchez. Why have we got Sanchez? <laughs> yeah, um. I just want to explain. So, first of all, just a bit. So that yeah. team that I've put up there is—it's um, not going to be the team I go with, no. almost certainly not. Um, 
what I've tried to do here is um, build a team for... There's going to be plenty of people out there that aren't bothered about mini leagues that, um, or they've already won their mini league mm. or whatever. Um, they're sort of, you know, in and around the top thousand, maybe. Mm. Um, maybe they've got not too many swaps left. So uh, this this uh, team aims to cover nearly every captain they were aware of and some predicted ones as well. Um, but the main thing really is if you want to sort of completely catch people up, it's gone for differential captains on most of the days. Oh. If you look at that team, a lot of the time, the captain on a specific day won't be the favourite. The only sort of exceptions I've got are Kane, Bruno and Diaz. I yeah. feel like those three are nailed yeah. in any team you make, even if you want it to be yeah. different, which is what this team They were the first three names on my one as well. Yeah, so they're in there. Um, but what I mean by this is Leeds have got some captain days, so you would have thought most people would be on Bamford for that. Um, if not, they might be on Dallas instead. So we've got Rafinha. Um, and this sort of pattern follows. So uh, in some days, you might be on... Uh, most people, if they're on Villa, they're probably going to be on Grealish. Obviously, I've got Watkins mm. there instead. Uh, when Man City play, not many people will have De Bruyne. Now, obviously, that's dependent mm. on when he comes back. Yeah. Um, this just shows what's possible. Um, you'd have a De Bruyne captain over the likes of the DS, which, you know, sometimes could work. Uh, Southampton, which uh, have got a few individual days potentially. Mm -hmm. If people do go that way, um, then you would expect probably Vestergaard amongst the top players would be the top pick. And I, yeah. I think he's probably the best pick, mm. but Ward-Prowse is an alternative. I think he's the third highest scoring midfielder yeah. in the game. Mm -hmm. He's just un unnoticeably just gets up there. Um, so that's kind of the aim of this team is for those guys who think, right, what's my best chance of catching? And probably your best chance of just finishing strong is is to go with the crowds and mm. you know gradually work your way up. But if you want to be completely different, it's those captain days that are going to make the difference, right? So you're just going to have to get lucky. And when it's a Leeds captain, your Rafinha does well and the Bamford yeah. doesn't. Straight away, you're 20 points up on, on everyone else. Mm -hmm. If you hit enough of those, then fine. I mean, for example, Kabak's in this team. Don't even know whether he'll play. But on the days where Liverpool play, you're almost certain that people will captain Salah, right? Now, Kabak could be, we don't know, the, a guy who gets nine or ten points. Mm. In a, it could in a just be game. it could just be a random palindrome that's just been thrown in. Yeah, exactly. And then suddenly you start right. So that was the point of this team. So don't be sitting there thinking mm. I'm saying definitely yeah. get this. But no, no. it's it's something for um for people to consider. I think who are in that position where they just feel mm. like how's my best chance of being different? And it, and for me, it's targeting different captains okay. on certain days, which. Obviously, in my position, I'm not going to be doing. I'm going to be going with a favourite and stuff. Mm. Anyway, that was a long answer to the question about Sanchez. Yeah. Nothing to do Why with it. Why have we got Sanchez? <laughs> <laughs> so the reason we have Sanchez, Joe, is because yeah. a he's six million, yeah, which is the the cheapest starting goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a very big plus point because that everyone's team seems kind of set now, right? Mm. But fantasy football moves so fast, doesn't it? Yeah. And later down the line, we might want that De Bruyne. We might want. Salah and Mane because mm. Liverpool are suddenly unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you, we just don't know. Aguero might come back and be absolutely essential. You know, the, we just don't know whether these things will happen. Chelsea defence with Silver Aspilicueta could be getting 10 points every single week. So cheapest goalkeeper is a good place to start because then you don't need to worry about swapping them out and you've got those funds to play with. Also, they've obviously got a lot of individual match days. Mm. Um, they've already got some booked in. I mean, one is very early, which is confirmed, is the one home to Palace, I think. Yes. Which, if Saha's um, out... That's a yeah. clean sheet. <laughs> yeah, it looks like, a, that looks like, I mean, I had Meslier last night, Monday, so at Leeds, everyone did fantastic. Mm. Meslier still ended up with 11 points, doubled to 22, really? made a few, few saves. Mm. Um, and I think that's the same thing that Sanchez could do. So you could hit yeah. nine or 11 points there. Suddenly that's 22. There's a, at least another one or two potential uh, days. And this is where I'm just going to give a nod to um, Planet FPL uh, on yes. Twitter, Ian Parrin. Yes. 
um, who is very good at these sort of things mm. of predicting when the games will come. He's got a very good record of, get, of getting them correct. Um, I would certainly check out his Twitter because, yeah, on there, he, he sort of made a predicted sheet in Brighton. I think at least had two or three other days where they were mm. potential for a single day. So uh, you don't really want a Brighton player particularly. Sorry, Joe. Um, <laughs> well, I know. But... I mean, I had Ben White for a while and he was okay until... Yes, yeah, he, he was okay. Um, so I think it's either him or... Well, obviously you could choose to ignore. That is an option. Mm. Ignore Sanchez or Dunk are basically the three ones I, w- I would consider. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a long one. So I think he's a good option. He's obviously making saves yeah. as well, um, and and they're looking very tight. I mean, they are amongst the best defense stat-wise in the in the game. It just hasn't really come to fruition until the uh, the last few weeks. Um, looking at defenders now, we've got some questions, uh, a couple of questions here from the community. I'll, I'll just throw in any community questions that sort of um, fit um, the discussion. So in terms of defenders, FPL um, Wilson asks: Do we plan to cover all captaincy days, or are there games we can avoid? and use places to stock up elsewhere, for example, uh, Man City. And I'll put that in there because, of course, you could have a blanket Man City defence or you could not. Um, you could use that for some captaincy decisions like, for example, Sanchez that we've spoken about. Um, uh, FPL Glasto asks, is three to four City players a good move? And if so, which one? So similar theme there. So we're thinking about, we've all gone into the overhaul with lots of City. We're now thinking of removing them all, but it's still Man City and they're still good defenders. Um, and they're still... And they've got extra games. And they've got extra games. So that's why... So in your back line there, um, this is the, sorry, the differential one. Diaz is nailed. Same as me, Diaz. Mm. I've thought... I'm gonna I'm gonna want to double up on the Man City defense. There is no um, yeah. there is no gain from Diaz, but there is gain from Diaz plus Cancelo plus Stones. Is, do you think that you're probably going to go into uh, post overhaul with two City defenders? I think that's pretty much a minimum. I, I probably it'll probably be two or three. Um, mm. Ed, Edison or Sanchez is still a debate for me. Um, I may just miss the Brighton okay. games, for example. I think when you've got lower transfers like I have, the the general feeling is to try and go long term. And who do I want long term mm. out of Edison and Sanchez? Probably Edison, despite yeah. it meaning you're 1.9 million less flexible. Mm. That is a concern. Um, but yeah, because in the immediacy they've got more games. Um, they are tougher games. I wouldn't expect clean sheets in all of these games mm. coming up. Um, but you never know. So yeah, I, I feel like having two may even just be on on par, even and three maybe the way to go the thing is as everyone knows the more you put in the less captain options you then yeah. end up with for other teams mm-hmm. and i did say about this differential team being one route that you could go uh in terms of trying to climb the ranks um with these different captains the other route is actually just to fill your team entirely with man city and ignore captains mm. and i had a look at doing that and you know you can make a team for example with sterling kane bamford yeah. rodri gundogan yeah. Cancelo, Diaz, Stones, Edison. You can put all those guys in and still fit a really good team in, like easily. Mm. Um, so there, there is that option. I feel like if you just think, well, forget captain days, I'll, I'll, I won't worry Man about City. the yeah. just go Man City and hope that they turn into the absolute force mm. that they can be. Which right now it's looking like it, that could be a thing mm. as well. So yeah, in the end, I'll probably go for the balanced approach. However, these eggs in basket approaches, either way, are, are the way I think that you can make massive ground for me setting in the in the sort of top 50 I'll, I'll probably end up with two possibly three Man City defenders yeah. I think I think two I, I, I think just having Diaz is no good I'm, I'm still hovering around the top thousand uh, if I went in with just Diaz <clears throat> 
there's no point. There's simply no point because I'm everyone. Well, most people above me will have at least two, so I need two, mm. and as you mm. said, possibly three. What also puts me off Edison is just the price and the fact that I do want to cover those single capsy days when there mm. is a viable option like Sanchez who can get mm. save points, uh, so you can get the tier saves and also this clean sheet possibility, and of course yeah. saves themselves. Um, yeah. So yeah, the other option there. Um, so you've got silver for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, t- we'll talk about my Chelsea option in midfield in a sec. Um, and I've gone for Vestergaard there. Mm. So now you were saying you think Vestergaard could be the most captain, the most owned um, Southampton asset. Yeah. I think he might be forgotten by a lot of people, though. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, when I say the most, I suppose it's just mean when you when you think about your close circles. Like I feel like yeah. Vestergaard is probably going to be in quite a lot of those guys' yes. teams. Um, for the reasons you mentioned, is just fantastic. Yeah. The, the thing is, for the for the um, maybe not even just the casual, maybe the, if there's a middle ground, mm. they probably won't be thinking of him because Southampton have just been getting spanked left, right, and centre yeah. of late, um, which is a valid because, concern because he hasn't been playing. <laughs> there is that he did he did play the last one. Obviously, it's his first game back, um, yeah. and they conceded versus Newcastle. That was a bit of a worry. But anyone who watched that game will see that Vestergaard um, was on the end of every cross again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Could have easily picked up a goal. And I think he's just feeling his way back in as the Southampton team are. They've had a number of injuries, a bit lower morale, but they've got such a nice fixture run now where you feel like if they can turn it back on again, and really it's the passes that I want. You know, at the end of the day, the goal threat is nice. If he gets that, fantastic. Clean sheets, yeah, I'd expect a few because the fixtures are yeah. good, but not guaranteed the way they've been playing of late. And it's more just can they start hitting that passing tier? Because if they can at 6.4, it, it, it's a really nice... Um, price to get it for I, I think he's a good price anyway um you can escape you can run from a Vestergaard easily there's a whole, a whole bunch of options um most that's no- a very good point most yeah. notably Dallas um now yeah. from I had towards towards the overhaul to, towards the very end I had five at the back I'm definitely don't want five at the back very inflexible I did have four at the back but it was Dallas and Vestergaard or uh, whoever around that Rob price. Holding 6.4 Rob, Rob, well. Hold, Rob Holding another good option there um, I, I I felt a little bit inflexible having two of those, and I think in terms of price points going into the overall, I think I only want one of them. So Vestergaard could become Dallas. It could become a whole and, bunch and, of players uh, in one move. And basically. Justin, I was going to say, Justin, Justin has been fantastic. He's six point three, so he's yeah. another one that should be um, in our thoughts because he, he just he will not go away. <laughs> definitely, and also I, you know, if I need to go to two of those, so for example, I've got two City and I've got Vestergaard, and for some reason, uh, one of my midfielders, one of my attackers, can be moved down. I want to free up some money. I can move one of those down to a Justin or a Holding. Uh, or Dallas, and and there's and there's um, there's an opportunity there. Um, Silver for Chelsea. Now, what has put me off slightly is I do think he's nailed. I do think he's a great option. I do think he's going to mop up on the on the tiers and the bonuses. But um, it's just his age, and it's just his general fitness. As we as we as we enter the end of the season, I just wonder mm. if I'm he's a transfer waiting to happen. So I've mm. gone for. Well, we'll come to my, my choice in a minute. But uh, do you think you'll end up with, with Silva? Do you think he is, you know, the, the better um, Chelsea asset? Well, I feel like because he's just got that injury at the worst possible time, um, <laughs> he may not even be back for the first game. So um, I probably, again, I probably won't go for him 
I, he was very strongly in my thoughts though until that injury. Mm. Um, and ultimately, if you go to the defender page and you sort by points, you got DS at top there one four eight. I mean, that's I mean anyone would have guessed that. Yeah, he's basically the new Van Dyke essentially. Although obviously Van Dyke in the past was also getting goals from corners as well, which was adding to it. It's about the only difference. Cancelo's the next one on one three three. He doesn't even play all the games, so he's the second best defender in the game. But that's obviously because he's got attacking output. Mm. You then go down to Stones uh, on 125 points. Again, Man City defence amazing. Stones has only started 13 games and he's got 125 points. Yeah. You go down, the next one is Silva on 121 points. Now, um, considering there's two defenders above him who don't play all the games, Stones in particular just mm. on 13, but he's still in the mould. So Diaz, Stones, Silva, they're all of the mould of a centre-back for a top team who gets passing bonus in every single game. Uh, he has got some goal threat, Thiago Silva, as well. So, like you, I do actually feel like he will play every game. Mm. It's just whether he... And he's actually only got... Has he only got injured once, I yeah. think? I think he came in the whole season so far. Yeah. So, I think it's unfair to say, you know, he's definitely going to get injured again. Mm. But, like, you know, when you're older, you've had your injury now. Maybe maybe it might start repeating. There yeah, is it's, that concern. It's, it's, it's towards the end of the season, I was thinking, because that's when you start, you know, the injury yeah, starts yeah. happen. But I guess my point is, even if he was to miss the odd few, does it really matter? Because no. every every time, I mean, he's still the, one of the highest scoring defenders. You can still captain him in a in a, a comfortable game and feel like you're going to get five points mm. as a minimum. He's going to get passed in tier two in virtually every game he plays. And you're going to get 10 in the ones where he keeps a clean sheet. And the way that Chelsea are playing at the moment, it makes me think that um, he's in line for a man of the match in most games. because He's a bit of a Rolls Royce as well. You know, if they're just going to win one or two nil when he's calmly just spread the ball around at the back, I think there's an outside chance he could get the odd one. He is, um, he is great value. Um, his points per million is 13.5, uh, 13.15. So he's doing really well there. As you said, he's one of the top scoring um, defenders at the moment now I don't know about the the ownership figures I don't know whether they update them or whether this is pre-open I don't, I don't think they do um, he's currently in um, under, well under 10% of top mm. 1k teams um, mm. so we'll see if that changes um, moving on to def- uh, midfield um, now both of us have gone for four here um, as, as the structure um, Lee Williams asks is Jorginho a better cover uh, for those captaincy days, uh, over over Antonio versus Sheffield. So he's got thinking of that particular captaincy day, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. would expand that to when Chelsea have for those types of days are better than silver in terms of value per million. He's just a bit below ten million, so he's below silver there. But he's on penalties and back in the fold, um, and mm. nearly a million cheaper. Um, that's why I've got him in there. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm only thinking of Silver and Jorginho, but I do mm. think the Mason Mount is a possibility. But mm. it's just it's just those starts. I just I think Jorginho and Silver are the one. What do you think, Jorginho? Would, could could he be uh, in your in your? Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely he's definitely in my thoughts. And the, uh, the reason why a lot of people are looking to Chelsea is obviously that a the passing tier, which mm. we know we love in in Sky, yeah. and a lot of the players are getting. Um, they've got some nice fixtures. Uh, obviously new fresh toy really with um, mm. the new manager it feels like they've been revamped slightly um, but also straight off the bat they've got this fantastic um, single match day uh, well not single because Antonio's playing mm. so let me, what, let me just remind myself what it is. Yeah, Monday the 15th of February we've got West Ham at home to Sheffield United which yeah. looks good for Antonio but yeah. he also went off slightly yeah and he's exactly the kind of player where if you get him, we, you're just going to be worried as to and, whether you need to get rid of him. And Sheffield United's defence has got better coincidentally yeah, as well. Yeah, okay. 
And then you've got Chelsea at home to Newcastle. Now, this is classic where in a Sky game, for me, straight away, Thiago Silva, Aspilicueta, Jorginho, they're getting passes in that game 100%. Yeah. Uh, should win to nil, you would think, although Newcastle have been more more offensive yeah. of late. So that's why I think people are uh, thinking of them. And um, he continues for a little while. So, yeah, Jorginho at 8.4 million. I think it's the same price as Rodri, and the same yeah. price as Thiago. Yeah. Or they're all very, very close to each other. And they're all pretty much the same player in terms of they're all going to get passing. Mm. Um, tackling, usually Rodri and Thiago even seem to get that. Jorginho, not always. But to be honest, playing that role, he, he can get it quite easily. The thing with Jorginho's got over them is obviously the penalties, which... Um, Normally, when you give me the option of, of a midfielder on passing or a defender on passing, I prefer the defender because they're obviously likely to get you know, 15 clean sheets throughout the season, which is the equivalent of 15 goals, and the midfielder is not going to get that. Um, but in Jorginho's case, if he's on penalties, there's no reason why he can't have the odd one, which he's been doing of late. His last three, mm. sco- last four scores are 5 5, 11 13. Yeah. Um, the, the 11 13 came with a penalty. So, um, yeah, I don't hate it at all, and it does cover an option. And mm. midfield is is the area where um, it's quite tricky to fill sometimes. So he does yeah. a job there, not taking up a spot. Yeah. You know, if you have a Werner, you take away a Salah yes. or a Kane. If you have a Thiago Silva, you take yeah. away a Man City defender potentially. Yeah. So yeah, I like it. it. My only concern with him is I know he's been nailed so far and he's been playing, but Tuchel has got a reputation, and Jorginho has a reputation of looking like a good option, and then. Then suddenly, suddenly disappeared, yeah. which has been over the years has happened. So it's just whether you think things are different now. He's um, it's a price point as well. Mm. Now I've also got Gundogan in my midfield as that price point, um, and I think there's a lot of options there. I mean, you mentioned Antonio. There's also Grealish. I don't have any Villa currently, and I think we're going to need some Villa. Um, so I, I, I probably should be starting with some Villa somewhere. There's not a chance I particularly want to make. Grealish is always in my thoughts. Watkins and possibly Martinez if I didn't have Sanchez. Um, but yeah, Jorginho's currently there because I, at the back, I don't think I've got space for Silva, Aspilicueta. I've just gone for the value there and I think this is a nice price point. Um, now, I've got both got Fernandez, both got Rafina. The, your your reasoning is, is differential. Mine, mine is because I, I think we're going to need leads. And I, as we'll come in a minute to our attack, I don't think I've got room for Bamford. Um, he's a possibility, but I just don't think I've got room. And Rafinha and Dallas are probably my only other options. And I just think Rafinha's price is so good. He's, he he destroyed. I mean, has Gary Cahill's career been destroyed already? I don't know. But um, if, he, if it isn't destroyed, it was last night with... I don't know, he was playing FIFA or something and he just did these silky skills with the X button and wow. <laughs> yeah, it's quite quite something. So Rafina's there. But the difference there, Gundogan, De Bruyne and then Ward-Prowse. So De Bruyne, do we, are we going to need him? Do you think, are you going to leave money in the bank for him? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. I feel... When when is De Bruyne due back? Do we know this? I don't think it's been officially confirmed. I haven't heard any mutterings of like. Oh, usually, you hear like he's back in training or he's doing X Y Z. I think I don't it's going to. I think yeah. I think we should be talking weeks. We t- okay. I mean, we could be talking days. It's, we're mm. talking short weeks. Okay, <laughs> it could be soon. Could be in a couple of weeks. Could be a week. Yeah, 
Okay, well, more that team was just really to show that he could be fit in there. Um, and obviously, you could have a placeholder in, in that point if you wanted to. Um, and obviously, just leave the money in the bank. I, I in my main team, um, I mean, I'm struggling to spend the cash. But then when I try to fit De Bruyne in, I'm suddenly not struggling. And I'd have to make two, yeah. two moves in the draft that I've currently mm. got. So that is a concern. But we've discussed it before, haven't we? When the other Man City options are doing so well, the other big hitters like yeah. Kane, uh, yeah. Diaz um, and Bruno are doing so well. Um, it's really a debate for me as to, as to whether you have the likes of De Bruyne and Salah. Uh, mm. He's also in that conversation, I feel. Yeah. So at the moment, I haven't got De Bruyne. Um, and if he comes back and suddenly Man City go up another gear and he looks world class and... Maybe he affects Gundogan. Mm. We don't. I mean, they were playing together, and Gundogan was doing fine. So there's no particular reason to think that. But um, Pep changes things very quickly, doesn't he? One day he wants mm. inverted wingers, then he wants them close to the to the forward, then he wants them right out wide, then he wants Gundogan like breaking into the box, then he wants him a DM. Yeah. Um, so these things could change. Um, so I think what I will probably do is have Gundogan, and then when Kevin De Bruyne comes back, if he's looking irresistible. Um, I will try and shoehorn him in, probably for the likes of Salah, yeah. uh, or maybe just upgrade Gundogan to him yeah. if, if if that's needed, which it might not be. Uh, and, and the alternative is just to ignore him because he, he hasn't been great all season, has he? So I've got three million in the bank um, with my my team, and I'm just I'm trying to remind myself how much De Bruyne is eleven point five. Eleven point five, I think. Yeah. So I'm point three out. So if I was to do a straight Gundogan. To De Bruyne. So if anyone's thinking of that, they want to get De Bruyne at some point, um, Gundogan will be the, the guy to go. Um, make sure you've got 3.3 in the bank. Um, I think I'm more thinking what you're thinking there. It's For me, it's a choice, choice between Salah or KDB. I think Gundogan is still good value. And if he's looking after the ball, there's lots in that price bracket. But I'm just thinking Salah, in a, if you sign a 3-4-3, and you want to move Salah to De Bruyne to a three-five-two. I think you can do a three-five-two. Yeah, yeah, that's what we did for years in Sky yeah. when midfielders were just yeah. ridiculously overpowered. So, yeah. so that's what I would probably do because Salah, I'm not sure about. Um, um, and then I would perhaps further down the line, if I wanted Liverpool, there are other options. There are other options there that. Could... I think that probably makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. I think so for the balance of the team. So I'm not thinking. I'm thinking Gundogan and De Bruyne. For a while, or you know, or you know, there's another move down the line somewhere else. Mm. Um, so I've got 19 transfers left, so that's my thinking. I think I can, but I don't think I think, yeah, Salah to De Bruyne is just a one move. There we go. Um, um, Ward Prowse, you've got, I, mean, I think you've spoken about that before, so it's basically Ward Prowse v, v Vestergaard. Danny Ings isn't in our thoughts, but could he, no. should he be? I suppose he should be. It's that whole thing of he hasn't been scoring of late and Southampton haven't been scoring, so suddenly he's not in our mind. But, yeah, it's probably silly thinking. The the only thing that goes against him there, I still think he's a very good price. He's on penalties. He's obviously a fantastic finisher. And if Southampton have got this good run, I don't doubt for a second that Ings will be getting points in these next few weeks. Like That feels like it's strongly going to happen. The problem is he's just competing against... You can only have three forwards. Yeah. And when you've got Kane is pretty much nailed on, mm. most people will end up having Salah. That is debatable. But then you've also got Bamford for the Leeds game coverage. You've got Calvert-Lewin, who's got extra games. Mm. And some, there is some Everton coverage potentially yeah. as well. 
Uh, and, and these guys, I mean, Calvert Lewin and Bamford are both cheaper than Ings, so yeah. that means that Ings is suddenly out to out to rot. And also, you got Watkins, who we've yeah. said he just he keeps getting shots here too. Yeah, uh, which is the bonus of of having him over Grealish is he's almost got that to fall back on, even if he doesn't score. Whereas Grealish, he, I mean, he's been getting the assist, but if you if you look through Grealish's history of late, yeah. apart from the game versus Burnley where he got fourteen points, he's literally got five points every game, and that's been two for turning up and and three points for an yeah. assist. Now. Yeah, he's great. But can you get an assist every single week? It's going to be yeah. pretty hard. I, mean, I don't know anyone who's ended up with 38 over the season. So Yeah, no, I think I think I think Watkins currently is proving himself a better Sky asset than Grealish. Not in real life, but um definitely mm-hmm. in Sky. Let's move on. Yeah, let's just going to think of attack. So we both got Kane in. I think that's just just get Kane in. That's it the way it is. He he is Spurs, Spurs is him. That's the way it is. Um mm-hmm. they perform well. He scores um, when he plays. Um, you know the whole team performs better both of us have Calvert-Lewin in um, because I think both of us there have decided that he's the better option do you, you think I mean possibly I, I guess possibly I don't even think he is differential he just is he is the Everton option of choice I, I, Luca Dean Rodriguez but I, I, Calvert-Lewin for me uh, all the way Would you? and then you've got Watkins you've spoken about Watkins value there I've got Salah so Salah at the moment, is the guy that could become anyone. It could become De Bruyne, could become someone in defence, could become Watkins, could become Bamford, Ings. Salah's just is is the cash cow. Mm. <laughs> um, and he's very, he's very much a fear pick. I think. Yeah. I think. I think that's pretty much why I'll probably end up having him. While most people will probably end up having him. He's useful because he's the most expensive forward in the game. So, like you've said, yeah. you can then switch him to anyone you you haven't spent that money elsewhere. Um, the thing is, there's not really when I look through the fixtures. Mm. There's there's days you could captain him on for sure. Yeah, but um, it, there's no standout as no. far as I could tell. Individual days where you think, well, I have to have Salah for that game. The first available one really that I could see was on Saturday the twentieth of February, which is the second week after overhaul. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got. On that day, Southampton home to Chelsea. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if we've got one of these bonus guys, yeah. you could captain one of them, maybe. Burnley at home to West Brom. Now, I don't think anyone will have anyone from either of those teams, but if they've got Pope, obviously he could be a captain. Liverpool home to Everton, and that's the one where you think, well, yeah. Salah's a standout there. But to be honest, Calvert, Calvert-Lewin, yeah. can you think, yeah, against their defence at the moment? Perfectly viable. And then you've got Fulham at home to Sheffield United, where I don't think anyone will have anyone. So that's the first time where I thought, hmm, it might be useful to have Salah there. But if I've got Calvert-Lewin, maybe not. And and as you go through the days, that, that seems to be a recurring theme where, I mean, there's Sunday the 28th of February, Liverpool are away to Sheffield United at the 7.15 yeah. kickoff. I think, well, yeah, I'd like to have Salah captain there. But also on that day, Kane is at home to Burnley. So yeah. I feel like Kane will be captain. That's, Kane, that that's, that's, that's a Kane captaincy day for Yeah, me. so really the reason for picking him is because of his... It's his history, isn't it? It's because he's got three years of yeah. being one of, if not the best fantasy asset in the game, and you feel like you need to have him. But do you? I honestly no. don't know. <laughs> um, so looking at those, I, I'm more. I'm also quite interested in sort of who we're who we're doing without um, there. Um, so I mean, one of one of the questions that we had was uh, from Jack, who said, "Who do we sacrifice to bring in Kane?" Um, so. Um, and he, he says that, said word sacrifice, because Bamford, Watkins, Salah are such great options. Or mm. rather, but we've, as we've discussed, I'm not, we're not sure whether Salah is. Um, but out of those three, yeah, Bamford, Watkins, Kane, go, your, your front line is the one <laughs> there, if you're, if you're, if you really want Watkins and Bamford. 
Um, yeah. So um, yeah, it's it. This is a tricky one. What's interesting is what, what who's not in there. Um, and Leicester aren't featuring in any of ours there. Um, Jamie Vardy has been annoying and has also <laughs> and has also been prolific. <laughs> And he yeah. can score two goals. And, and there's a there's a direct correlation as to whether he's in your team or not, as to whether that happens. Yes. <laughs> so, but as you mentioned there, Justin, Justin is a very very good viable option for the captaincy if you want to captain a Leicester player on a day. For me, I'm looking at Leicester in terms of captaincy. So it's it's, it's a question of if there are are days when I definitely want a Leicester player. I might be thinking more of James Justin. I might be thinking of Madison. Um, now Madison, just hastily checking his price, is um, eight point something. I've got him eight point uh. something, eight point <laughs> eight, um, yeah. which for me is in that same general area as Jorginho and Gundogan. So I have choices. I have choices there. Um, so I'm just thinking in terms of price points. If people think they might want Leicester and don't want to go Vardy route. There is, make sure you've got a sort of eight to nine million midfielder. I mean, you can afford that move to Madison, perhaps. And also Justin is great. So I've mm. got Vestergaard in there. And obviously Rafina can go down to Justin if, mm. if needs be. And that's why I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking I don't want to use my 19 transfers willy-nilly. I want to use them in the final three weeks when everyone's run out and I can just like hammer it. <laughs> that's my dream. Yeah. But, um, on that note, I feel like if you do want Leicester, Justin is the one to go to because yeah. uh, going by Ian Parron's predictions, I I can't see at the moment any any week where Leicester are going to have an individual day. There's a, there's chances on yeah. some of them, uh, but it's very slim. So therefore, you don't really need to worry about the quality of your your captain. Even though Justin is a fan, a good captain bit, um, you would just go for the option and just leave him in, which stinks of James Justin to be honest. Yeah, I think yeah, James Justin's in my thoughts not at the moment. Um, but yeah, he'd be the one I'd go with. Um, mm. I've got some a couple of sort of miscellaneous questions before we move on to game twenty three's captaincy. <clears throat> um, Willie Hewitt asks, "How many points um, do we need to still have a chance of winning?" That's quite a hard, God. In, unquantifiable. Um, we we've roughly got like um, between a third and a half of the captaincy days still to go. Um, so there's a there's a lot of fixtures still to go. We I can't remember what the percentage Ian Parron quoted. It's something like 46% yeah. or something, we're, we're, or 41% of the half, captain days left. I mean, we're just about halfway, aren't we, for um, Villa? Because Villa have got lots of games in hand. City have games in hand. There's a lot of... Yeah. I mean, for those who are used to playing FPL, double game weeks. It's less like that in Sky. But there will be extra days um, that need to be factored in. So there's plenty of opportunity for for these sort of two matches, one match days coming in. So four to five captains. My daughter's Tamagotchi, I apologise. It's done a poo. That's fine. <laughs> we clean that. There Dan, we go, carry on. Dan Avardi captaincy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't, I think there's plenty. There's absolutely plenty. Um, I'm around the thousand marks. So I hope there are. <laughs> um, yeah. But On that note, actually, Villa and, uh, I think Villa and Everton have got, the most games left 17 so if you're playing that volume of fixtures game uh which is very useful in in mm. in the telegraph in the sun stuff yeah. like that um then then you want you want some villa players or some everton mm. players hence why calvert lewin and and the likes of Grealish and watkins are mm. in our thoughts because they're um they're long-term holds as well really you, you're just getting extra games straight off the bat some teams have only got 15 mm. left so you're getting two extra games that even th- you've got a two for zero straight away i mean 
Martinez is the goalkeeper I should be getting. Yeah, I think we'll all be writing that phrase after about three weeks. Um, Sanchez is not the goalkeeper I should be getting. I will get Sanchez. I will not get Martinez. And I will regret that, as I did when I got Patricio in over Martinez. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just the sheer volume of games. He gets he gets saved points, um, mm. you know, and they get clean sheet possibility. Um, yeah, Sanchez to Martinez, I feel, will be a transfer I make at some point. Yeah. Um, there's also another interesting goalkeeper transfer I just want to draw your attention to slightly, which is very early on, which you could do, and that is to start with Pope. Uh, now, Pope plays on the Saturday away to Palace. Yeah. Palace maybe without Zaha, as we've discussed. Uh, even yeah. if he's there, you expect him to face some yeah. shots. So that looks like, to me, a good a good scorer for Pope there. Mm-hmm. He's obviously got a double game week. So, uh, um, well, in, in FPL terms. So then he's home to Fulham on Wednesday the 17th, mm-hmm. another time for him to get a decent haul there. Um, Brighton play home to Villa on on the on the same weekend, so yeah, they could get a clean sheet. But Villa are obviously pretty good offensively, aren't they? So you'd bat Pope's two games mm. over Sanchez's one there uh, to outscore him easily. Yeah, and then the next week, um, Burnley at home to West Brom on the Saturday. On that day that I just said about, well, do I captain Salah or do I captain Calvert Lewin? I'm not sure. You can actually captain Pope home to West Brom. Yeah. I feel like that would be a pretty good one. So you've got three really good games there and potentially even a captain if you really want to push the mm. boat out. And then Brighton don't play until that Monday the 22nd at home to Palace where you could decide whether you want to bring Sanchez in. So you you get a three to one for your goalkeeper straight off with a potential captain for Pope yeah. if you wanted to. And I feel like um, goalkeepers can score like 10 mm. to 11 points per game. So that could be a 30 point or a 20 point it's, difference it's, it's definitely a it's definitely a, a differential captain single game week position in my mm. team um, that's a really good idea I'm going to look into that as well well I feel like if you've got a lot of transfers these are the, the things that I won't be able to do I feel like will work and if you're sat there with 25 26 swaps and you don't know what to do with them um, you've got a three to one straight off the bat and you, you can look at a few of those and they're, they're the things that as we move forward I'll have to ignore I'll see them and just be like oh, I wish I could do it but yeah. I, I literally can't and yeah, I mean, that that just smells of, of, of working to me. At least 20 points difference, I would say, and then possibly it's worth it. I think Salah, interesting, just looking at the the makeup of the team, Salah is, re- is a really pivotal player here. Going with or without Salah mm. is is a very, very important move. Mm. Um, whether you, If you go without him, you can, you've got much more flexibility. You can also have, say, for example, a Liverpool defender in. Um, you could get, I don't know... Um, Thiago, um, you know, you get, you, yeah, well, like Henderson. I had that, the Kabak, for example, yeah, he, he could he could suddenly get ten on a game, like yeah. because he's clean sheet and passing, and Salah gets two or five because you know it can yeah. happen. It's a, it's a lot of money um, there, and and meanwhile that frees up spaces elsewhere, and you can move it around. So Salah is important, um, and the reason I say this because I look at your see that that team, that differential team with Watkins in there. Just Watkins in for Salah immediately not only frees up money, don't, I don't have to worry about Villa at all. And then I could focus one of my 19 transfers on, for example, that Pope to Sanchez move, which I think is great, rather than have to worry about do I need Martinez in and I haven't got any space for Watkins and, and just do that straight from the off. Um, I think that could be a good move. It's a risk though, it's always a risk going without a big player like a Kane, a Sanchez, a Fernandez, uh, yeah. a De Bruyne. It's always a risk. Definitely, definitely. Um, and that's why I'll probably end up being being safe. But at the same time, it's all about the points. And if you're that little bit further behind, these are the moves that I think are going to give you the chance of, of catching up. And that's it. They only give you the chance of it. It could easily yeah. backfire. 
Um, but yeah, doing that move and you bring in, and you bring in Sanchez for the Monday twenty second home to Crystal Palace, mm. and then straight away Brighton uh, away to West Brom in the next uh, next week. So it's a, it's a nice little chain of games here where you're playing West Brom a couple of times. That's and, really good. That's really yeah. good. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look at that. Um, and final question uh, from Simple Gull. Uh, he's got a B team still in the running. Um, nice. What high risk and high reward strategies can we employ with our B team? So we've sort of gone through some of them. Yeah. You've you've pretty much got got one there. Different go for differential yeah. captains. I guess another option is just to go absolutely mad on City. Yeah, and it, those are the two ones that stand out. Like I've already said, differential captains. Yeah. Look at every individual match day yeah. from here that you can see, and even the predictive ones, and think who's going to be the captain on that day, and then go for the go for an alternative maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or yeah ignore captains altogether and just stick eight or nine City players yeah. in your team which Who's, you can do who is the best team City yeah. eight or nine and then use maybe three games. maybe four yeah um, yeah so seven seven or eight City yeah I mean that's something I am considering with my B team um, I've got, I've, got a, I've, I've neglected my B team my B team's about 8,000 <laughs> um, I've got 25 transfers I'm just. You mentioned something about going for some of the monthly prizes, perhaps. Mm. That's some, that's mm. an option as well. Another good yeah. viable option. What you could do on the overall now is look ahead to March or whatever mm. month you pick, and literally pick your overall team perfectly set up for the start of that mm. month, and then plan to use your five. You can only use five swaps a week, can't you? So five yeah. transfers a week, and then just plan it out now as to as to what twenty swaps you're going to use in that in that month, and um, you've got a very good chance because no one's going to have. Or hardly anyone who, unless they're doing your exact tactic, are going to be in the running for manager month. That month. So that, that's a useful thing to do, I think. Uh, before we go, we've got the immediate uh, issue of game week twenty-three to navigate. Um, so we looking at captaincies on those days. So on Saturday, thirteenth of February, Leicester, Liverpool, Palace, Burnley, City, Tottenham, Brighton, Villa. Um, I've gone for Gundogan uh, for this one, um, and I think a City Diaz would be another option. Yeah. But I'm not sure about a clean sheet. Um, so that's why mm-hmm. I, I'm reluctant to Harry Kane. But would you would you be looking at a City asset that day or elsewhere? I think so. I think you know if I've got salaries, a temptation. Mm. You'll see the lineups. You'll see he's playing against Leicester. It is Salah, um, so he's a temptation. But for me, I'll probably be on Diaz. To be honest, mm. I just feel like he'll get Spurs are going to sit off and he'll get passing bonus. It's just whether they can break through uh, with the counter, isn't it? Which you know, when Kane and Son are together, they often can find a way. So that'll be a concern. But I, I think five to ten points for DS again. Your Burnley move, I think, is good for this. Because I'm looking at that and I'm not like, oh, I definitely want to captain that player. So Pope is in the running. Yeah, he's a serious consideration that day. Um, mm. Sunday, the 14th of February, uh, Valentine's Day. Southampton against Wolves. Will have any love there. Uh, West Brom, Manchester United, Fernandez Day, <laughs> Arsenal yeah. against Leeds, Everton, Fulham. There are options, obviously. Calvert Lewin, Bamford, mm-hmm. etc. It's just Fernandez Day. Fernandez is yeah. away to West Brom. That's yeah. just. Can we trick I feel like captain? any day that Man United are playing, the answer is Bruno Fernandez virtually yeah. every single time. Especially when West Brom, yeah. We, um, I, I did a video for the captaincy um, with uh, Neil for this coming game week and we were talking about West Brom and the thing about West Brom is is that Allardyce is trying everything he even left out his best player to try out try it out Pereira in the last match mm. it's, it's, it's a championship side in the Premier League so it doesn't matter what he does or formations the players 
and the club are just not good enough at this level. So they're facing Fernandes. Fernandes, that's the captaincy. Um, West Brom, target West Brom, definitely. Um, Monday the 15th of February, West Ham against Sheffield United, Chelsea against Newcastle. That's the day we were thinking about. Jorginho for me, um, but Antonio, possibly Suchek. He's not in any signs, but West Ham's fixtures are turning. So I'm, I'm sort of, this is sort of end yeah. of West Ham time for me. Well, that's the thing about Antonio. We, we love him on here, don't we? And he's, um, that's a great day for him. But after that day, they've got a pretty horrific run. Now, for me, it feels like, therefore, you'd only want Antonio. You wouldn't want the others. You'd probably want Antonio because I don't think fixtures matter too much to him. No. Um, you know, he's going to be, he's going to have chances. Yeah. He's probably on penalties. Mm. Uh, but the games aren't the best. But we've seen what West Ham can do. I mean, the beginning of the season, they had the worst run I can ever remember for a side. Yeah. Like the first 10 games were horrific and they managed to navigate them. So, yeah, it, mine will be Antonio if I go with him. Um, and at the moment, I probably am. And if I don't, then um, it may be a Chelsea defender. And, and, and I'm not even set on that. So there is even a small chance to me that I just don't have a captain this day, which feels mm. it feels instinctively wrong to do that because... Um, obviously you've got the games laid out for you and I've got the opportunity to pick whoever I want but again when I've got not as many transfers as some people I have to identify certain days I think where I feel like I might just give that one a rest because it's for the benefit of my team long term yeah um, Wednesday the 17th Burnley against Fulham Everton against City so once again I guess for you Diaz is in your thoughts um, I think Calvert-Lewin can always score mm. Um he got a big haul against Manchester United. Um, mm. And so Gundogan tensively for me. Mm. But once again, you said Nick Pope. Mm. There's twice now I'm thinking of captaining Nick Pope. who has got a <laughs> three for one for Sanchez. Why? Yeah. A three to one where he can potentially be the captain in all three days, Joe. Saturday the 20th <laughs> home to West Brom as well. I know. If he keeps three clean sheets... And if the alternative captain maybe gets, you know, a, a bit of passing tier, something like that, I could be looking at some, you know, could be looking at a 50 point gain here. Yeah. And let's be fair, when Pope gets a clean sheet, he doesn't just get a clean sheet. Oh, he, he gets really... a saves, he'll get a saves tier. Oh, as if well, he goes to be, town on it, it's like. Yeah, be, yeah, and he could be man of the match. I mean, it, he's, been, he's done it numerous times. Yeah, I do like that a lot. When Burnley play, he is, he's not just the best player on the pitch, he's the only good player on the pitch. <laughs> well, certainly from a fantasy point of view. Yeah. Um, Fulham's the perfect game, I think, as well for him, actually, because Fulham, Lookman in particular, yeah. likes to shoot every time he sort of gets the ball. Yeah. It's usually from range, which Burnley obviously do to every team. They make every yeah. team shoot from range. So, so for years. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd be very surprised if there wasn't saved here in that game as a minimum. Sure, he could concede, but I feel there'll be a. I can see no there. reason with my 19 transfers, which is about four, which is about four more than a lot of other people who are sort of hovering around the 15 transfer mark who are higher up than me I can see no reason for going for Pope and then to Sanchez I think that's a gamble to take that I'm, I'm, I think I'm willing to do you've wooed me mm. yeah um, just before we go um, just a plug for the members area a lot of the stats um, that we've looked at and there's also the season ticker there um, so it's always handy for things like looking for tackling and passing and to see the players that uh, you know in the frame for getting those uh, tier bonus points uh, but in the meantime Luke thanks so much for joining me um, good luck with your overhaul and good luck in game week 23 as well same to you Joe see you on the next one <laughs>